Welcome, folks, to the NFL podcast by the Fantasy Doctors. I'm Dr. Seelan Parekh, joined by my awesome co-host, Jesse Morris. Dr. Morris and I are sports medicine docs. Orthopedic surgeon is what I am as well. And we can give you insight into your uh, NFL athletes that you care about and help you optimize your upcoming draft if you haven't drafted. And, and I'm coming up this weekend. Jesse, when are you what, – what's – when are your drafts? I have – a live draft on Saturday, the first one I've ever done. Um, it's my big money league, uh, winner take home 1300 Nice. Um, and then I have a, a smaller league, winner takes home like four or 500 after that, like a, like a two or three hours later. That one's not live, though. Yeah, I think uh, this weekend's going to be busy. A lot of wives and girlfriends are going to be missing their significant others. Although oh, yeah. they're joining as well, so I don't want to sound like they're the guys. So. Yeah. Well, on the injury hotline tonight, we have a fantastic guest. Uh, You guys, if you are uh, offensive line fans, if you are Vikings fans, Ravens fans, or Dolphins fans, you will know Brian McKinney very well. He has been an offensive lineman and a stalwart uh, with the Vikings and Ravens and actually has a Super Bowl ring. Uh, He's been a pro bowler. He's been the winner of the Outland Trophy, uh, which goes to the best college uh, interior lineman in, in college and has been an outstanding, uh, has had an outstanding career in the NFL. So, Brian, thank you for being on with us and, and talking uh, injuries with the fantasy doctors. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. So, I'm a New Jersey boy as well. So, as I was doing my homework on your background, it's great to see a, a, a Jersey boy making it big Jersey and, and on our show. <laughs> Jersey <laughs> right. That's right. I'm from West Orange up in North Jersey, so Woodbury's not too far. Okay. So, uh, well, well, thanks for being with us. You know, you've had an illustrious career um, that, that, for the most part, has been injury-free, and that's Fantasy Doctors and on our podcast, we touch upon injuries of athletes. Listen, I said so I thought. So you thought. So so how did you – so I guess during your career, how did you – stay healthy, and then I'd like to hear what have been some of the repercussions post-career? Well, you know, what's funny is I had to get, I'm, you know, I'm filling out the work to get your line of duty and things like that, so I had to take MRIs and do things to, um, you know, just so they can see how the body is, because I have to send stuff in on, um, you know, different injuries that I had, but once we did my MRIs, we realized that I had injuries that I didn't know were injuries. I, I Like, I didn't know, like, Francis, when I did my MRI one time, I, um, about a month or two ago, I learned how I broke my ankle at one point in my career. And really? the doctor had asked me, he said, well, when did you break your ankle? And I was like, I never broke my ankle. He was like, no, you broke your ankle. I'm like, I've never broken my ankle. He's like, I'm looking at your MRI. You definitely broke, broke your ankle. And when he said it again, it clicked me. I'm like, I know when I broke my ankle. <laughs> but it was never told to me I broke my ankle. It was just a high ankle sprain. But this one in particular, I had to stay the night in the training room, right? So I had to stay the night overnight, me and one of the trainers. They let me go home like around, you know, when meetings was over, but I had to be back by like 9 p.m. And I had to stay the night and get treatment. So every two hours an alarm would go off and the trainer would have to wake up and come treat me. And I had to sleep on like the bed in the training room to get treatment in my ankle so I could play in the game, you know, that following week. That's crazy. So I did it. So, you know, I didn't really practice. I sat in the meetings and, like, you know, learned the plays and stuff like that, but I didn't go out there to practice, you know, and then I did the walkthrough 
and stuff like that. I would walk through everything, but I never had to practice that week and just the rest weeks for the game. Not knowing my wow, ankles broke. And I always was wondering, like, this was like, it's taking so long for this ankle to heal. There's a high ankle sprain. But, you I know, mean, just taped it up good, and I went out there and played. So you would have games, I guess, you know, at times where you probably like, he's not playing his best or whatever. It's like, because in my mind, I'm like, I got a high ankle sprain, you know, but my ankle's actually broke. And I just learned crazy. I, I mean, that is a crazy story, Brian. I mean, I tell my it patients is. all the time, you For guys me to look back are at it now the, and realize I played on a broken ankle was definitely crazy. Yeah, I mean, listen, I have patients all the time that say, "Oh, can I get back to playing?" I'm like, "Listen, you can't even compare yourself to NFL players. You guys are modern day gladiators. I mean, it's pretty amazing. That that is a crazy story that on a broken ankle you were playing. I, I'm sure right. that if we if we talk to a lot more NFL guys." That story is not so uncommon that you're playing with crazy injuries. Right. For the most, for for us humans, would never happen, right? So that's pretty right. wild. So in 2009, I know you were on, you were picked for the Pro Bowl. You missed it for the foot with a foot and ankle injury. Was that related to this, or was that related to something else? Then um, I had plantar fasciitis, and I ended up getting it in one foot towards the end of the season. I got it in both. And then something else, but I do know, I just remember um, being in pain and having to take medicine. I'm not, I was never a fan of the Tordal thing. I've probably taken that right. twice my whole career. So I knew I had, I knew I took it for our last game was against New Orleans. And I took it for that. And then by the time I got to the um, Pro Bowl, it had world. And I was like, I'm not taking no Tordal for no uh, Pro Bowl game. And I was supposed for that game at the time, the Dallas, Dallas training staff or whatever. They were like, – that was a trainer. He was from Dallas. So when I told him I had to take a physical, I was supposed to take a physical, do something to kind of exit the show that I was leaving. But he went out to dinner or something, and it told me to come back at a certain time. And I was like, okay, but I'm supposed to go out to dinner too. So then I waited around, and then he was like, oh, I'm still out. Can you come maybe in the morning or something like this? And it was just like, okay, whatever. So then I just – Came like I was coming to total like next day, so I didn't go to practice because I felt like, okay, I'm leaving. Like you know what I mean? Like we right. talked. You should know that I'm trying to exit out of here. Like, and we're scheduled to meet. So if you need to get somebody to come here, you get somebody to come here. But you already know that I'm trying to exit. So that should have been something. But he kind of played it off like he like didn't know. Like we didn't have this whole conversation not once but twice or whatever. Like you know what I mean? And then nobody ever right. asked me. They just was like, oh, you just get down. You just left. I did not get out of leave. Me and this man talked. Like we spoke. Like. And it's, it's, so it never got a chance to, for anybody to ever say, like, what happened, this and the other. It was just like, and then when it came to hit the gotcha. news, you know, then your agent, they were like, just don't say nothing. It'll blow over. It's like, yeah, but nobody ever heard, like, anything from mm-hmm. me of what really took place. And that man, no, I ain't so lying. So it was all plantar like, fasciitis. <laughs> huh? And, and so it had to do with your plantar fasciitis. Well, yeah, because I had that all during the season. I ended up having to get it treated during the off season where they had gave me medicine and I had to wear like this, um, they had to tape my foot up for like, I had to wear like this tape for like three days or something on my foot. Sure. I could, I could shower with the tape on and stuff still. And it's, you right. know, fresh ice is like hard to walk. And for an all-star it's game, no I was not taking another tort off shot for no all-star Ooh. game either. And like, you know. No, that's, and it's and no they, joke. I mean, right. we, we take care of these patients who have plantar fasciitis and, and people think it's a joke. And when you read about it and, and you read that, you know, so-and-so yeah. had plantar fasciitis, 
you know, the, the, the public and campaign, I, and you I know, had it's, it's in, not I had such it a bad both, deal. And I had it in both of my feet. And um, so it was just like by that time, you know, when practice, like, you know, Toro kind of lasts for like a Tuesday night, you know, Wednesday morning type of thing. And my head wore off. Right. I forgot I took it. And when it wore off, I was, I was like, oh, no. Like, you know what I mean? So that's how, yeah, that was, yeah. that was the reason why I couldn't go because of that. And then you got to remember, you. too, I just played the week before because we made always the NC championship game. You know what I mean? So it was like, uh-huh. I didn't, it, there was no break for me, like other people who didn't make the playoffs, you know, and there was in the Pro Bowl. So me, I came no, straight from right playing on Sunday. Now I got to go to Miami. So I get to Miami on Monday. You're there Monday, Tuesday, and then now all of a sudden the stuff wears off because I didn't forgot I took it because that probably was my second time in my career ever taking the first or second time ever taking it. So when it wore off, I was like, oh, wait, what is going on? Like, and so I was like, uh-uh, I'm not going to off for a game. So, so I'm going to switch Whoa. gears, you know. Oh, go ahead, Jesse. No, I wanted to know, like, what was one of the nagging injuries that just bothered you throughout your career that like, there, you have any, like, elbow injuries? Like, I heard some, like, you guys got a lot of elbow injuries that I would have never thought of. I had, I ended up getting an elbow injury and don't know when I got it. It was just one week. Just like, my left elbow, it doesn't, my arm still to this day doesn't, like, straighten out all the way like my right left. And I don't know when I, I don't know when it happened. It was just, I know it was in Minnesota because I remember, like, my elbow bothered me and never really knew what it was, but it never really, like, I just never, I guess it was a calcium deposit, like something healed back there, and it just didn't allow me to straighten my elbow out all the way. But, like, just nagging stuff was always, like, my fingers for a minute was always getting, um, you know, dislocated. I had surgery on my finger one um, one game. The first game, 2010, that's the first game we were in New Orleans, played against the Saints. And my finger got dislocated, and the, the, the ligament got was in the socket, so they couldn't pull it back. It was in the way, so I had to have surgery on mm. it. And I didn't miss any practice because guess what? I had that surgery on that Monday. They put a cast on it, and I was right there at practice. So I'm a person who never missed a game due to injury. But uh, I definitely, like, low-key have, like, small little injuries. I broke my hand twice, too, in one season. Broke it once in training camp, but then broke it again in the game and had to wear, like, a cast and stuff like that. But always kept, you know, just kept going and stuff. But, um, well, it's amazing it's, to me. It's, it's, pretty much you had, I think you had 11 years in the NFL. Am I correct saying that? Well, was it uh, 12? And you did yeah. not miss one game in your NFL career. That's that's a phenomenal statistic. Um, so, so Brian, I'm going to switch it up because you had a chance to play with Adrian Peterson. And is he a beast as we all think he really is? I mean, coming yeah. back from his ACL in six months and He's having like an robot. amazing year. He's 33 years old, signing with the, with the Redskins. What's your thought on this? I mean, you know him really well. You were a teammate of his. I do. And I always looked at him as a machine, like some type of robot or something. And I feel like that's how he always felt like he was, too. So he um, just was always somebody who, you know, believes in himself, which I think he should. But he um, he's always had a great work ethic, and he was always good in the locker room. So it was a good person to have in the locker room. And I think at this point, and then, you know, at this age, he's definitely going to probably go out here and just try to show that he still has some gas in the tank. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I think that he'll actually have a pretty respectable year. I think um, he'll be a, a tremendous asset to the Redskins. And Jesse follows sort of the fantasy world uh, even much closer than I do. Jesse, do you agree with me? 
as much as I, I want to see him, I was actually watching highlights from him. It was like a highlight reel from him in college. He was ridiculous. Like, ridiculous might be an understatement. But I feel like he's just – I think he just don't have much life in his legs anymore. He just, you know, ran so hard for so long. So I'm just concerned that he's not going to have much left. He didn't have much left last year in Arizona. But unfortunately, Washington's been banged up hard this year with all their injuries. So I think he'll give him something. But, I mean, I'd love to see him turn back time. But I just – I don't know if it's in his favor. No, exactly. Well, so, Brian – you know, what are you keeping yourself busy well, with I think these got days? The miss, I know you're, you're... You got to miss training camp, and to me, training camp wears you down a lot. Um, so that that might save some mileage on his body. Like he got to miss the, you know, those first two weeks, which is the hardest part. So that that'll save some little mileage. And and then I also feel like um, they're not going to use him as an every down back. So yeah, um, him rotating might be able to help out a lot as well and save him some, you know. Oh yeah, uh, turn on his tires. So, yeah. So, Brian, what are you keeping yourself busy with now post-NFL career? Because I'm always interested how you guys transition into uh, yeah, other so things now I have, in the world. And you've got have, some interesting um, things going on. Yeah, I have um, a hangover cure called uh, Repent, which is a nano-powered um, hangover 2.5-ounce shot that you take that has, like, your B12, your electrolytes, your potassium, all the things you lose, basically from a strenuous workout and while you're out having a few drinks. And that's why you probably end up having a hangover. So that – I have that in a replenish you, and it works in 20 minutes. Everybody I've given it to so far, even my old power, Ed Reed, I've given it to him, and his work. He gave me a testimonial um, in Santana Maltes as well. And um, I also have an app called Let's Chat, which is um, a real-time app where you can download and you can text people, and it goes up to 104 languages, and it'll come through in their native language. And then we also have a plug-in feature that you can plug into your computer, and um, it'll translate your website into 104 different languages, whatever the people's native language is, you don't really have to do anything. It'll just read in, in their language for them. And a lot of people probably need that when they want to try to do business in other countries or just different languages and stuff like that. So, Very cool. And then don't you oh, yeah, have a music cool. group as well? Yes. B, oh, sorry. Yeah, B Major Music Group. Um, I put out a project actually while we were in the playoffs. The same year I was in the Pro Bowl um, on an artist named Pleasure P um, called The Introduction to Marcus Cooper. And it got nominated for three Grammys, so that's when I started it. And then now I'm getting back into the to the um, music field again now. And I'm on a show called Love and Hip Hop Miami that comes on Monday nights on VH1. We're in the filming phase now for season two, so I've been doing that as well. And then also my B Major Foundation, where basically um, I'm giving back to single parent homes and going towards healthy kids, healthy living. And now we just added mental health awareness because a lot of guys that, well, a few guys that I've friends with that were in the NFL, they're having some mental health issues. So I actually had to help some people hands-on um, get through some situations, and it became, like, eye-opening to me. So I made that a part of my foundation as well. Good for you. That's so that's awesome. fantastic and phenomenal. You know, that's that's beautiful. And before uh, we had you on, Jesse and I were talking about concussions, and you're talking about mental health. And I think more and more is coming out that these may be intertwined. And, and I don't know necessarily concussion, but it's kind of the brain trauma that you guys take in the trenches, that the receivers are taking, the running backs, basically all these NFL guys are, are, are exposed to. Do you think that plays a role in, in the experience post-NFL life? Um, I feel like you had no choice <laughs> because you keep, well, especially linemen, 
colliding every play. Uh, but I feel like some of those were probably worse, even worse for like DBs and wide receivers because they're running at each other like at a high speed, you know, and colliding at times on helmet to helmet. But it's definitely there's definitely been some um, things that you know I feel um, body wise. But I try to do things to stay active and, and keep my weight down and things like that, uh, so my body doesn't feel as bad. So I try to treat my body better and. I take yoga and I play tennis and I, I take spin class. I just do a lot of things to kind of help the joints, but then still, um, you know, help me kind of stay in shape. I, I lift too to just keep the legs and everything strong. So I, I stay pretty active. Well, that's awesome. So I'm trying to like, now. I'm trying to Any reverse with everything that I've done. I'm trying to reverse everything and and like <laughs> heal things that like needed to be healed from you know all those years of banging and wearing hair and stuff like that. Hey, Brian, if you what? find the magic potion, please let us know because I certainly could do some of that too. I certainly will. Jesse, any last questions for Brian? Any lingering injuries that you haven't been able to overcome from your football days? I mean, just stuff like, you know, I have two herniated, two herniated discs in my back. Like, so I have back trouble at times. I mean, I finished my career when I was at the, the Ravens, and when they traded me to the Dolphins, they never told the Dolphins that I had a torn meniscus. They didn't tell me either. They just told me I knew I was having an issue with my knee, and it was like, oh, it's wearing tear, but it ended up being a torn meniscus. And so when I got there, that's when I found out that the Dolphins kind of were shocked and looked at me like, you know your meniscus is torn? And it was like a whole thing of, do you want to play through it or do you want to get the surgery? And I was just like, at this point, it was midseason. I said, I'll just play through it, and we'll just have to come in here and just do things to keep, you know, swelling and stuff down. And then uh, if I have to, I have a surgery, you know, at the end of the season, whatever. But then I started to retire after that. So, you know, my, you know, the meniscus area once in a while, especially the weather. But that's why I like South Florida because the weather's nice and it helps you, like, feel a little better. Um, oh, yeah. Compared to being up north. So um, that can bug me from time to time. It's uh, my meniscus. And uh, probably the most things probably is my meniscus and my back. My feet every once in a while. It, for me, I just feel like every once in a while, just everything hurts. And then it's like <laughs> some days it's like it's better than others. But like if it's like a oh, real yeah. rainy day down here, everything is aching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, you know, yeah, you've got right mileage it. on that, and, and you've banged up that body quite a bit in your career. Yeah. So. Well, thanks, Brian, for being on. We appreciate it uh, and being part of the podcast. Um, okay. Let our fans know where they can find you. They can find me on all my social media handles are Brian McKinney, B-R-Y-A-N-T-M-C-K-I-N-N-I-E. Awesome. That's thanks again. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Awesome. All you, all you guys, all our listeners, again, you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, all the social media handles. Uh, and uh, feel free to follow Brian as he has, is being very entrepreneurial and, and has some really cool things out there. Thanks, Brian. Oh, no problem. Well, cool. You know, we have been hitting, you know, wide receivers, quarterbacks, running backs, and this is our week for tight ends, kind of rounding out all the position players, and, and uh, we've got some injuries to talk about, as we always do. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to have you roll off the top. Which one is out of you – know, you and I have our list of guys we want to talk about, but who's your number one guy out of our list of injuries that you are most worried about? So the guy that I am most concerned about because of a new injury is Adam Shaheen, 
the tight end for the uh, Bears. While he's not a huge name, I think his injury could potentially be significant enough to impact their offense uh, and because they have a potentially sneaky offense with Burton, with Howard, with uh, A-Rob there. Uh, they have Miller, who's been apparently drawing crazy uh, comparisons to uh, uh, A.B. So, I mean, we'll see. But I'm, I'm definitely concerned about uh, this foot and uh, ankle injury. What, it, what do you know about it? What, what, do you, what can you tell us about it? Well, from my perspective, I think it just sounds like a, a low ankle sprain. So I think that this is going to be fairly mild, especially when we have some of the other guys to talk about later on tonight. Um, so I, on a, on a um, worrisome factor, pretty low. I think is, you know, our, our analytics are going to be coming out in the next few weeks. But I think from a durability score perspective, I think he's going to be very durable for the rest of the season. And I think we're going to be okay on him. What if I told you that a couple hours ago they released some information? Actually, we're going to continue that thought in a a minute. Let me get on. Okay. Hey, Brian. Hey, Dr. Parekh here. Hey, Jesse Morris. Oh, no worries. So I'm definitely concerned about Sheehan's foot more so than his ankle because – there's a possibility he may have a Liz Frank injury uh, or maybe even turf toe. Can you elaborate on these? Because they're pretty serious. Yeah, they both are actually serious. So if you have a Liz Frank injury, that's where the ligament in the middle of your foot, which helps support the arch, is injured. Now, if it's a sprain, you're out for about four weeks. If it's a minor sprain, maybe two. But if it's unstable, you're having surgery and you're done for about three plus months. So essentially the season is over for him. If it's a turf toe, which is a possibility in the discussion because we don't have much insight or much information as to what's happening here, that also has a a spectrum of injuries. So it can be mild where you're out for a few weeks, or it could be unstable and you need surgery and the season's over. So it's going to be interesting for Bears fans and anybody who's going to be picking up Shaheen potentially as a third or fourth or even second receiver to keep attention, pay attention this weekend on what news is breaking. And obviously you can follow our Twitter handle because when we know it, you're going to hear about it. Yeah, so speaking of toe injuries, let's talk about Mr. Reliable, Delaney Walker, who's also dealing with a toe injury. Uh, news popped up about an hour ago um, that he's still dealing with it and he won't play in this preseason game and he really hasn't done much. So he's basically still sidelined. So why I call him Mr. Reliable, because he's been a top eight tight end each of the past four years, and he's had over 100 targets in each of those four years. That's incredible for a tight end. Like, yeah. that doesn't happen much. Uh, I mean, he's been, like, you know, in 14, he was number eight. In 15, he was number four. In 16, he was number five. And last year, he was number six. So, like, the guy's reliable. He's there. But I'm definitely concerned a little bit about his toe, even though it's vague. Yeah, I think um, for me, I'm a little bit concerned. Again, we, we hear big toe, and, and whenever you hear an injury to the big toe, you have to think turf toe, and until it's proven otherwise, um, it's to me, it's turf toe variant. So that could be a few weeks. It sounds like it's going to be on the minor side of this, so I think he should be okay by middle of September unless we find out there's an instability issue here. So I do think that he will continue to be reliable this year, and he actually enters my top ten when we talk about our top tens later on today. So uh, 
Let's talk Jordan, about unreliable, actually. I'm going to hit yeah. unreliable. Jordan Reed. Oh, my. All so, right. Hamstring, uh, concussions, the list goes on and on year after year. What are you thinking? Um, all the upside in the world, but can't stay healthy to save his life. That's about the, ex- it's the extent of it right there. So does he make your top 10? And we'll talk about it again later, but does he make your top 10? No, I've reformatted my top 10, and he is um, not in the top 10 because he's just not reliable. Yeah, I think reliability and health. You know, there's some players, I do believe that there's some players, whether it's the style they play, the way they control their body, I don't know what it is, or their milieu, they just are injury prone, and he's one of those guys. Um, How about Efert? No, Efert had his back issue. Um, What do you think he's going to do this year? So I, if he's... 80% 80% of what he was when he was healthy, this guy's a stud. I mean, he's not like a Gronk or a Kelsey stud, but he's, I mean, he's up there. So, I mean, you've got to remember Gronk had a lot of back issues and it's like he never phased him. The guy's like a machine. So, like, I think if he's okay, he'll be another wide res- another threat along with uh, A.J. Green and Mixon. So that'll be a nice tandem between those three. Uh, so I think he's definitely a, kind of a sneakier pick because not many people are thinking about him. He, you could probably scoop him up as a, as a tight end too. And if he ends up being healthy, I mean, he's a steal. Yeah, I agree. I think tight end two for me is what I'd look at him. I certainly wouldn't have him as my primary tight end. He is sneaky, but you know, the back is sneaky as well. And yes, Gronk is like Adrian Peterson for the ACL. I mean, Gronk defies all odds. That guy just doesn't go down, but most do. And so when I hear back, I get worried. And so uh, for me, at the best case scenario, he's a, a, a second tight end. Greg Olson, another guy, very reliable, had the Jones fracture. We know that if you, if you don't play for nine weeks and then you come back, you're good. Well, we're way beyond that timeline for, for Greg Olson. So for me, I think he actually is going to be pretty decent this year. He makes my top ten list. I don't really worry about this. I think you will finally see the return of Greg Olson this season in his true form. Thoughts? I have him as my number three tight end this year. If that, that's pretty much all you need to know. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> I mean, he's lock and load. Uh, Cam is going to be locked and loaded because of this. Their offensive line's banged up, obviously. Right. Um, I'm not as high on CMC as everybody else is, so I think Olson will help. But I think he, the guy's super reliable. He had this injury last year, but – I'm ready to, you know, re-put him in my lineups and I'll, I'll take the points and I'll happily watch him on Sundays. Yeah, absolutely. George Kittle, separated shoulder, maybe his labrum thing. Um, you concerned at the start of the season? Yeah. Um, I don't think we'll see him until probably week two or three. And if he does play in the first week or two, I don't think he'd be very effective. But this guy is definitely has top 10 tight end potential. I mean – uh, you know, I, I have him at number nine. I think Garoppolo will look for him. I think uh, he's a nice tandem with uh, with Goodwin and um, with Garcon and, and then with McKinnon. Uh, he he showed out really well last year, and he had some very very solid top top end games. I'm hoping that the separated shoulder um, didn't cause too much labrum issue, which then obviously would be very painful. Uh, they'd probably play for it through it because he doesn't have to throw the ball, but um, I'm hoping that he can he can he can play through it and he can catch appropriately. But that's um, 
I definitely have interest in he'll find myself himself on several of my teams. Yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, for me too, a, a, a number two tight end. I think Garoppolo will look for him. I only get worried if there's a labral tear, which we don't have a necessary suggestion of that. It sounds like a more of a separated shoulder. So I do agree. I think he comes back for the first game potentially, but otherwise game two or three. Um, any other guys you want to talk about? You know, Henry has got the torn ACL. Can he come back in six months? Will Not you? a good idea unless he has the genetics of Adrian Peterson. Yeah, which I don't think he does. So I don't think he makes it back in six months. Um, and Those Everett, are the major ones. Yeah. I mean, Gerald Everett, they're kind of a, one of the two tight ends for the Rams. Um, he's also got a shoulder injury. It sounds like a shoulder sprain, which is uh, not as severe, obviously, as a shoulder, a separated shoulder. Um, I think he'll be there. I, I don't really make much of him. He's kind of a, a, a maybe a shot in the dark if you're in a super deep league. Um, I mean, I think he's got some upside, but I mean, they have Cooks now. They they still have Gurley, who I'm not as high on as most people are because I think he peaked last year. But uh, but I think you know we'll see what comes of it. Uh, as long as it was a Grade One and and he'll be back by Week One. Yeah, I agree. All right, so round out your top ten. Or let me let me change it up. I'm going to give my top ten, and then yeah. one down yours. All right, number ten, I got Kittle. For all the reasons I mentioned, I think Garoppolo is really going to look for him as target, and I think that uh, this, this separate shoulder issue will be behind him. Number two, I've got Ingram. I think that he's going to have less touches because that OBJ's back, Sterling Shepard's back. you got Barkley, so they're going to be looking for uh, Barkley to take a lot of touches. So I think his touches do decrease, but I still think he tops, uh, in my mind, enters the top ten. Delaney Walker, we talked about him. He's, he's number eight for me. Number seven is Trey Burton for Chicago. Um, you know, he had five touchdowns on 23 uh, um, receptions last year. That's pretty pretty good. So I think that if he becomes a primary target, you start talking about better numbers. So potential sleeper in my mind for a top 10 pick in, in my mind. Uh, number six, Kyle Rudolph. Now, he is a guy, again, can't stay very healthy usually, has had eight surgeries already in the 10 years that he's been in the NFL but he seems to always get back. He's almost like a Gronk type guy in that set setting. So I think, but at some point your luck runs out and you're done. So, uh, but he, he, for me is number six, Jimmy Graham, number five, uh, with Jordy Nelson gone, I think he gets just many more targets. Um, Greg Olson is number four. Ertz is three. Kelsey's two and Gronk is one in my mind. I think Gronk probably has another year or two of being number one. And then I think age and the question of Tom Brady all starts playing a role in his performance. Oh, yeah. I'm a very similar list. Uh, I'll preface it with saying Jordan Reed is my number 11 if he can stay healthy. Uh, Burton, I have, I'm high on him, but not that high. I, I just, I, I'm concerned about Trubisky enough to, uh, even though Nagy's there and they have some potential uh, breakout guys and Miller and, uh, a Rob and whatnot, but I just I'm a little concerned about about everything clicking. Um, Kittle at nine, um, as we talked about, Ingram. I think he has awesome potential, but I just don't think he's going to get the targets that he did last year when they basically didn't have any wide receivers. But now you've got OBJ, you've got um, Shepard, you got Saquon, who's going to uh, help either load the box or unload the box depending on uh, how they're playing them. 
So I think he's sneaky. I think Ertz is uh, still potential, but at the same time, I'm, I think the Eagles are due for some regression, and I'm concerned about um, about um, Wentz uh, and then coming back at appropriate times. So I think I'm just not as high on him this year. Rudolph is kind of good old reliable. He will be there, um, and he has you know eight TD upside um, if, if if Cousins can find him. Delaney Walker, as long as his toe injury is not significant, I will draft him. Um, Jimmy Graham, I wrote about this on Twitter. Um, I, I analyzed all of his data for um, when he was playing with, uh, or, or sorry, when the pack, when Rodgers was throwing to his tight ends over his entire career. Only 21% of his touchdowns went to tight ends. Now I know he didn't have the uh, you know talent level at tight end that that Graham has, but unless they change it up, I just don't see that happening. I think it's going to go to uh, Adam's going to have a ridiculously monster year. I think Allison may be sneaky, maybe the one of the rookies. Graham will get a share, maybe six, maybe seven touchdowns. Uh, Olsen back, back in the fold. He'll be ready to rock. Kelsey number two, I think Mahomes will use him as a security blanket. Um, and then Gronk at number one, as, as long as Brady's there, uh, Gronk will keep on chewing and he's going to get, you know, uh, be similar to his 2011 season where he he went you know 1400 yards and like 18 touchdowns or something crazy just because they don't my, my poor I'm wearing a Brady jersey now my poor Patriots are banged up right now and uh my Cowboys <laughs> uh, yeah almost as much as your Cowboys so I mean and that's kind of what I have I mean some of the sneaky guys uh, at the bottom end you know Hayden Hurst uh, the rookie out of, out of uh, the Ravens. Uh, ben Watson of uh, Father Time hasn't found him yet. Hooper could be sneaky. Doyle, if if, if Doyle and, and Luck can hook up, sneaky. Jared Cook, O.J. Howard I kind of like this year. The rookie out in Miami, Gazeki could be sneaky, taking some of Landry's lost targets. And then Austin Safarian Jenkins may uh, may find his way um, into Jack. I, think, I believe he's on Jacksonville this year. Uh, that's uh, kind of all I have. Well, I think those are good sneaky players because I think that uh, for guys who are uh, late in the draft picks and, and some of these guys are going to be left to pick up. So this weekend, as everybody starts drafting, I think that those are good insights. Um, for all of our fans, analytics should be out within the next week. I know you keep hearing us say that. We've got some delays. We just want to make sure when we launch the analytics that they are where we need them to be. Um, so stay tuned to our social media. Um, fantasydose.com is the website where you can find all the analytics that's going to give you insight into how to pick these guys, the value these guys give you from week to week, and how durable they are from week to week. So you want to stay tuned to that because I think they're going to play a role in how you manage your daily fantasy, but also uh, season-long fantasy. And, and, and I know that we're looking forward to it. Jesse and I always integrate that into our picks. So. Definitely. And, and, and next week, guys, we're going to – uh, kind of wrap up with a, a preseason overview of the major injuries that are still lingering. You know, Marlon Mack is now apparently dealing with a hamstring injury that's kind of lingering. We just found out Richard Matthews has a, had a, a, a meniscectomy and a torn meniscus, and he's coming back. So we'll see how these guys, and I'm sure there's going to be injuries this weekend, you know, yeah. who's who's playing a role. So that's we're going to talk about that next week before our, our, our big 2018 season is, is uh, officially upon us. Excellent. Well, until next time, I'm Dr. Parekh, joined by Dr. Morris. 
Always check us out on our Twitter handle at the Fantasy DRS, where both of us are constantly engaged with you guys, uh, as well as our whole Fantasy Doctor team. And you can check out our YouTube channel uh, and the website itself. Um, so until next week, I'm Dr. Parekh and Dr. Mars. Take care, guys.